0: It's uh, very gracious that you come along today, uh, Chris, and, and th- this is a, um, a momentous occasion for the podcast, because since the lockdown, this is the first time that we've actually been able to have someone in person, and there's no half a second lag of trying to get a <laughs> re- facial response to be able to try and read what's going on. So uh, we will look back at the, the supposed amateur the nature of the setup and laugh and and it'll be, once we've just signed on to Spotify for $100 million, <laughs> I'll Joe Rogan. So um, we're very blessed, we're very blessed. So thank you for donating your time today in exchange for steak. <laughs> um, the the second sort of question I'd love to start off with, Chris, is that the, the current environment we're in right now has affected a lot of people and you know, I, I was made redundant from my job and I believe the same has happened to you. What are you going to do now to rectify that situation and make your life a little bit better? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's um, it's the first time I've been unemployed, although playing sport for a living is, is, is sometimes not really what you'd call a job. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting time. I, I think... Um, you know, for the first time, it's there's probably a little bit of real uncertainty. Uh, but in the meantime, I've I've, um, I've kind of surrounded myself with some some good mentors who have given me some good ideas about um, you know how to how to develop myself and and as one says, just make myself the best resource. So um, yeah, I, I'm I've been trying to kind of upskill myself and and. And then looking at maybe what are the what are the opportunities that are going to present themselves. So it, it's been a it's been a, a pretty good time actually. I probably used it as a bit of a breather. You know, I think when you get on the um, on the, uh, the Escalade, you just you just keep going and going and going, and then you don't really take time to, to think about you know where you're at and what you could do better. So it's been one of those um, kind of cathartic
0: uh, periods for me. Yeah, it's, it's largely been, a, I mentioned to you earlier, it's been a real blessing for me and, and not willing any, uh, wishing any ill will on anyone that suffered for, from this. But I think it's all how you frame your situation and how you interpret really what's going on around you. And I think, you know, your, your background, you, you mentioned that you've, you know, you did 20 seasons back to back playing cricket, uh, going from Australia to the UK, presumably. Do you think that that was really fundamental in your success as a sportsman?
1: Yeah, uh, it, I think if you're doing that, you you know you're living and breathing what, what you do, and 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 you're giving everything to it. So I guess now I'm, I'm I've been retired for four years or so, and and it's given me a, a bit of time to to reflect and. The thing that kind of helps me put my head on on the, the pillow at night is, is the fact that I, I gave, I think I gave everything to to understanding my craft. Um, I probably made some mistakes around socialising at times, and you know, I enjoyed myself a, a, quite a lot. But um, if I think about you know how I went about trying to be the best I could be, uh, that was that was something that you know I think I could put my hand on my heart and so say I gave it a pretty good crack. So that's probably the next thing for me, you know, if I, if I, whatever I want to do, am I going to, am I going to give it everything and and find ways to to become better and better?
0: Yeah. You're a, you're a father now and you've got a five-year-old son. What, what are the lessons that you've learned that you want to pass on to him and say, hey, look, son, I want you to try and avoid going down this journey or this pathway but here's what I think he should do. What are some of those key attributes?
1: Uh, yeah, it's whether whether he listens to me when he's older. But um, that's another another question. I, I think I think there's no substitute for hard work. I don't think there's any shortcuts. You know, if I if I reflect on my own career and then look at the the, the people I played with who were who were the best. You know, they, they just tended to be the, the people who worked harder you know like I said they they, they try to understand their craft what they did um, so, so that's good and then um, just some of the values piece you know I, I was I was walking with him and his mother over a, a, a footbridge um, the other day just as a school came out and um, we kind of pulled over to the side because we were going a bit slower and there were there were 10 to 12 kids who, who walked past who saw us kind of standing there let them pass and one of them said thank you and, and you know it's that kind of thing that I, I think gee I hope I hope um, my son doesn't doesn't you know behave like that I know they're young you know they're probably a little bit preoccupied with what they're what they're, they're doing but just little things like that so and, and with that I think you know if, if um, the other story I'm I, I, tell a lot of people was when I was playing for Australia, um, someone said to me one time, said, do, you, do I realise that all my, my friends are basically the same person? I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, think about it. They all ask you five questions before you ask them one. And I realised I'd become a little bit self-obsessed and, and I'd probably, you know, like, just thought that cricket was, you know, that important when... It's not so. um, That's given me a lot of um, lot of thought and and realised that you know I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be, um, you know, the person that other people know a lot about, but I don't know a lot about other
0: people. So that's probably something I want to pass on as well. Yeah, Yeah. I think um, you know it's unfortunate with with a lot of those young kids because my own experience being on the receiving end, not having children yet, but like it's all. The, the leading by example, it's what the parents do that the children will tend to replicate, good and bad, right? And and clearly, that's that selfishness that people get caught up in, I think, can flow through. And, you know, all you can do is, is sort of lead by example and, and try and be the best person that you can be. And I think, you know, you do the best you can with the tools available. I haven't got kids yet, but that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> What so, yeah, yeah, Working on it, working on it furiously. <laughs> Someone moulded my own image. Um, and, and from from a learning experience, like cricket's one of those games in my own experience where your ego is frequently checked. When do you think was the most humbling moment in your your cricketing life?
1: Oh god, that's a question you should have prepped me for, I think, mate. Um uh, I think, I think as a young player coming into the professional environment, I was a, I was a pretty unattractive little redheaded, um, had a bit of fro fuzzy fro and bad skin. So walking into there and you know there was the, the big names that were were um, and big personalities that were in the Western Australian side at, at the time. Um, I was made to feel pretty small. I think. Um, and i guess you know like those of those lessons have, have stuck with me um but equally i think you know it's it's hard to avoid once you you know you you, you ascend to, to the heights um it's easy to get carried away with yourself so it's probably more little things like that it, it's um getting surrounding yourself with the right people i think who who just keep you keep you in check they they're the ones that um, you know, I've been pretty grateful for in the end. Yeah, I'm not sure I answered your question exactly. Well, look, it's hard to remember an
0: exact time. No, look, I mean, it's a, it's a really it's a challenging question, and um, not deliberately used to try and throw you under the bus at all. But I, it's it's good to sometimes think about these things. You know, I I think about the many humbling experiences I've had in my life, my rock bottoms, or whatever you want to call them, and um, and how beneficial they've been for my own journey. Right. Well, yeah. Um, you
1: know, yeah I mean I uh, like I I've heard a little bit of your story I, I never probably reached the bottom like that I think um, the bottom for me at one stage was 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 playing my, my first test for Australia and then I got dropped you know and it's a really interesting concept because you you aspire to this goal for the, the you know the whole of your life and it's like you've climbed the mountain Um and you get to the top, and then you get dropped, and it's all of a sudden—it's like you've come out the other side, and and you're standing at the bottom of the mountain again, and you're looking up and go, "I've got to do it all over again," and that that throws you up. If you look at the players who who kind of—and I can only really reflect on cricket—but the guys who have gone play for Australia, they've been dropped after one test. You'll see they'll have about a, a period of about a year where they'll be pretty hopeless because. Emotionally, they are they um, you know, they've given their whole life to this one one goal, and then it's—it's it's just been taken away. So, they're pretty useless after. So, that was—that was an interesting time. I was—I was—I was probably a pretty ordinary human being for to, to certain people after it. Um, but yeah, lots of good lessons.
0: In, in what way do you think you're an awful human being, to use your words?
1: Uh. I think I let, it wasn't so much awful, I just let a few people down, you know. I, I, I internalised a lot, um, I didn't, uh, give much to anybody else, um, and I was unprofessional, you know. I, I can remember I turned up late to a game, um, pretty shortly after, you know, and, and that let, let a lot of people down just the way I was, I was behaving and you Know it's still, it's, it's sport, it's not life or death, but it's, it's something that you've kind of committed your life to. So, yeah. um, you know, whatever it is, you just you, the way you kind of react to, to those challenges is, is probably the way that what defines you. So, you know, that, that's what I've, that's what I've taken from it.
0: Yeah, well, what lessons, um, would you can you share with someone that's that's in a your position 20 years ago, right? Doesn't have to be cricket, but that kind of adversity that you went through. What can you prepare that person for?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's reacting or it's preacting to it. You know, it's 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 probably, I wish I had just had a little bit more um, awareness and understanding and um, even thinking around uh, what are the challenges. So, you know, like even now, I think when it comes to planning, um, you know, one of the good pieces of advice I've got is, is to, um, you know, when you are planning, uh, prepare for all the, all the, the negative outcomes, not just the, the, the positive outcomes. So at the time I was probably a little bit, um, ignorant of, of that, that thinking. So when it all happened, I had no, you know, there was no safety net. It was just kind of just spiraling out of, out of control. So. Um, I, I dare say, you know, trying to give people a bit more perspective from a younger age um, and, and get them to realise that uh, cricket's not everything, the sport's not anything. and now they don't identify yourself as a as a sports person, you're, you're a player, but you're a person who plays sports, so it's, it's, it's kind of slightly different.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and look, that's really helpful, uh, uh, And not Because your father played representative cricket as well for... New South Wales, yeah. New South yeah. Wales, which yeah. is, I think you were born in Sydney. Yep. Yeah. There thereabouts. So he would have been able to presumably help you to a certain level, but because he never had that international experience, he wouldn't have had that next level. Do you think that played a part in that whole role? Uh, perhaps. But perhaps I was,
1: I was just... I had the blinkers on a little bit. You know, I was... Um, it was very different times. I think that, you know, it was still coming through that, a time where you had to earn your stripes, you know, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of empathy, I think, that you, that maybe that the, the athletes get now, um bit the old school, so the, there, there's a lot of reasons, I think, to it. In fact, but the one thing about Dad was, whenever I stuffed up, he was the one who just said, no, nah, it'll be right, don't worry about it, you know, you'll be fine, kind of thing, so... I don't think if I'd had his support I, I would have continued on and, and then got the second chance to, to play and, and, and do well. So yeah maybe maybe you're right, maybe he, he initially he, you know he didn't kind of have the experiences himself to help me but um, but no doubt what he did give me was was that, um, that safety net in, in the end that, that I probably hadn't
0: even thought about what were some of the other really beneficial attributes that you got from your parents? <laughs>
1: um, well, my my mum's definitely the brains of the family, so um, I like to think I got a couple of those. But uh, yeah, look, I, I think I'm a. I think I'm a pretty. They're, they're both teachers um, at, at different times, so I'm a pretty thoughtful person, and I think uh, cricket is a sport where like you have to understand your craft you know you have to think about it it's not it's understanding the roadmap you know to get a to b you don't just go in one direction all the time you you know you're going to go down um no through roads you know um take wrong turns all that kind of thing but you want to know the whole map so um I, i reckon i ended up getting to know the whole map of of um my batting because you know what i got from from my mum in particular but but dad as well and you've got a brother and a sister. Yep, both yeah. older. So I'm, I'm the youngest, so it probably didn't help in terms of the, you know, entitlement piece, but anyway.
0: Do you feel like as the youngest child, you get the bigger slices of pie from a parenting point of view?
1: Uh, yeah, I do, and, and they'll say it as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, little things like my poor brother, he, he had to learn, he had to do at school, ballroom dancing, stage band, marching band, all these kind of things that he said he was only going to do if his little brother did it Mm. I got there and just went no I'm not doing this I'm going to play cricket (laughs) (laughs) that was okay so I got away with it yeah you've
0: got a bit of reputation as a dancer (laughs) I've seen some footage uh, of (laughs) you with some pretty shifty moves are you still tearing up the dance floor these days?
1: man I'm too old these days yeah it's um it's uh yeah not as frequent these days every now and again you know it takes over but um I watched Davey Warner on on um, on TikTok at the moment. I remember when I absolutely schooling him one time and, um, after a, after the Perth test against England. So um, I did message him the other day and said, "Mate, they, they are woeful, and I need to teach him a few things." But yeah, <laughs> so yeah that that was that was a little bit my youth. I feel like I've I've almost passed it now. Yeah.
0: Well, you're still on TikTok, so you can't
1: be too. Old. Oh no, no, no! You only, the, the TikTok that comes from Instagram. I definitely <laughs> haven't downloaded
0: TikTok. <laughs> uh, I noticed one that David wanted to the other day. I um, I don't know wh- where I came across it either. I don't. Not an avid user, but he ripped his teeth out. It looked like with the corn on the drill, <laughs> which I don't know whether it was just that stage. One. But um, I have seen actually people that plug in the drill in, and, and the corn spins around at about 800 rpm, and it quite often rips their front teeth out. Right. So is that something you think David might be capable of doing?
1: <laughs> you mean something stupid? Very much so, but you know, he was he's um he was definitely an experience to play with, yeah. And um uh, we had a we had a lot of good times together actually. There was a bit of a thing where they said we, we people said we didn't get on, but we, we actually we, we did get on. We were quite different but um but yeah we connected. Why, why, what was it that you think that allowed you to get along? Uh, I think we helped each other. I think that's back to the back to the piece around, um, you know, I think one of the, um, I, I, a guy named Wade Gilbert, who's in kind of coach education, um, American guy who, um, I've had a bit to do with, and he, and he just talked about, You know surrounding by yourself by people who fill your tank you know put petrol in your tank and so who are the people who actually um who who help you um and Dave in his own way did you know whether because it was a partnership out in the middle and and the way he he played um complimented me but but whatever you know so he's also a guy that I could probably call up if I if I if I needed to and he'd, he'd do what he what he had to so yeah, it's, it's little real things like that, I think, that um, surround yourself with those kind of people.
0: Cause as a player, I think the general observation of of you would be that you're quite a serious character. From your from your batting, just the way that you conduct yourself, not in a negative way, I think it's a really positive perception. How different all the same is that to the real the real you?
1: Uh I tend to I tend to switch I think I have my switches I think um I like to live life it's it's kind of you you give everything so whether you whether you you know you're playing and and and, or learning or whatever or or then if it's socialising you know I'll tend to be given a lot so um so yeah I I like I I I struggle with the people who kind of just live in the middle you know they're just happy going about their their own way it's it's kind of one of those personalities i just find difficult to connect with you know i I like those who kind of um go to the extremes a bit so i'm a bit like that a bit that and then socially yeah probably got me into trouble a lot of times i must admit but um still some good memories i have from
0: well you've got a book you've written a biography
1: autobiography every every sportsman's supposed to aren't they so yeah um, have you read it back often oh no, i haven't I, i've given it a bit of space i reckon that was, um, was about f- 4 years ago now um, but yeah there's uh, it, it's I know I spoke to one of my men- mentors who who said you know it'd be worth going back and reading it now and just just checking see where you are and whether you you know you, you're holding true to a lot of those things but it was a really interesting um, Experience because it came out when a lot of other cricket books were coming out, and, and I kind of knew it wasn't going to sell many. and It didn't, but um, uh, the the uh, the producer didn't seem to mind, so that, that was okay. But uh, what it did do was it kind of it put me at ease a, a lot because you know I think you. You live with a lot of regrets you think about you know what I did how I behaved how I treated people that kind of thing and then when I wrote the book I it it got me to think about the fact that I made those decisions um for a reason at the time whether they were right or wrong in hindsight I don't know but I made those decisions at the time and 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 that kind of helped me you know get over a a couple a couple of um hurdles I think
0: what's the name of the book for anyone interested and can you still get
1: it uh, bucking the trend, I've still got a few copies at home. So if you, if you need me to give you one, it'll clear out my house a little bit. Did you come up with a name? Um, I didn't come out. Come up with it. I, 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 I have a journalism degree, um, so I wrote about seventy percent of it. Um, but I did it with a with a, a journey named Dan Bredick, and, and he he uh, he came up with the with the name. I was a bit, I was a bit unsure about it because Buck Rogers is. Buck's my nickname, so bucking the trend. It was a you know a bit of a corny title, but
0: people seem to like it. Well, I think you should be really proud, and, and you know the important thing is that whether you like it or not, your story is interesting to someone and a lot of people, right? And and it's not really up to you to make that decision about whether they find it interesting or not. And I think you should be really proud of the fact that you've put pen to paper and you've immortalised your illustrious career, you know, on paper. It's your turn now, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm doing at the moment, and I'm finding it a really cathartic experience. Right, I find myself um, reminds me a lot of it to, relating to my childhood as well, some really wonderful memories and some 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 other challenging memories. And I find myself at the keyboard bursting into tears at times and laughing, lolling. and and I feel like it's almost part of this healing process for me. Yep. Um, you know, I've spoken to you about a lot of the self-development work I've done and I'm unashamed at sharing this stuff because I think it's been really helpful for me and allowed me to develop as a human being. And I think I would encourage everyone not to have regrets because if you're able to rationalise and put things into perspective, you've lived a life, if you compare it to other people, that people only ever dream about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, that act of gratitude. Uh, you know, human Van there it was a Lynx project that empathy, mindfulness, and um, uh, I forget the acronym empathy, mindfulness, and gratitude. Yeah, yeah, has really helped in a massive way. And, and, and in doing so, um, I read Jordan Peterson's book. I don't know if you came across Jordan Peterson, the Canadian psychologist. He wrote this book, 12 Rules for Life An Antidote to Chaos. And one of my favourite chapter titles is, um, or he talks about rather the not comparing yourself to anyone apart from the person you were the day before. Because yep. there's always someone better than you. And cricket, especially, is one of those games we can easily get caught up in comparing your stats. Yep. Guys getting dropped, but yeah, you know, my stats are better than his. Who do you think, in your cricketing background, is the closest other international player? From a style, from a personality, from a general feel. Uh,
1: interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I guess someone like Kane Williamson is probably um, on field is probably you know someone that I look at and think you know that's that's what I like you know that's the way he goes about it um uh low risk kind of um to to get what he wants and and very much team first so uh him I I don't think we're very similar characters off the field but that that's um (laughs) but yeah I guess I guess he's he's one that I you know I have a lot of respect for
0: well being a New Zealander shout out Kane um, <laughs> and We've uh, hopefully we've got Gavin Larson who is the chairman of selectors. So maybe he's got some sway over Kane and see what he thinks of you. <laughs> so, you know, he might have modelled a bunch of his stuff off. You just never know.
1: Well, I played against him a lot when he was yeah. young in England, actually. So I've had a little bit to do with him. But it's more the it's more the underdog. You know that the the guys had to punch above his weight. I, I they're the they're the ones that you know I think that I like. I think you know a lot of the public like as well. not the the flash guys the um, the, anyway in the Australian psyche a little bit you know so uh, I know I've always got pretty good um, support I I, I look at the likes of Shane Watson and when I got to know him and and he's actually a a very caring and and considerate person but uh, people don't see that side of him and and, you know on social media how he's abused and you know what he was at least, and you just you just think, oh, that's incredible. I'd, I'd hate to have had to have gone through that, but
0: for the most part, my no, was pretty good. Yeah. Do you think uh, Shane's nailed the art of being able to just deal with all the all the haters? Yeah, I do. I think he's.
1: Um, I think it's it's like any skill, isn't it? You, you just get better and better. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's probably found a way. He's got he's got very good support around him. With his wife and his his, his family and stuff, but so and friends. So yeah, I think he's um, he's found a way. Have to, you know, with the way he he kept reviewing his LBWs. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your favourite cricketing memory? Would you share that with us? Um, Your own favourite cricketing memory? Yeah, I think. I mean,
1: there's a couple of the the team things. I think you know that. You always kind of look back on and, and South Africa when we beat South Africa and Ryan Harris is a good friend of mine. I've worked with him for the last couple of years. When he he ran in on one leg to get the last two wickets with I can't remember like fifteen minutes to go. Yeah, and we won that series to, to to go number one in the world. So got a couple of nice little bonuses around that as well. But um, that that was a, a, a pretty special moment. But I think I think just from a personal point of view, was was scoring um, my first hundred in, in in Durham in really, really tough conditions. And I remember we went up there and it was the third te- fourth test and, and it been a bit of a a roller coaster of a series for me. And and Darren Lehman said, oh mate, you're gonna get a hundred this he was the coach, you're gonna get a hundred this game. And um, and I did and I was stuck on ninety six for about I think it's like forty minutes or something, like twenty odd balls, and I got so nervous. I just, it just, I almost froze, and got to the point where uh, the ball I got the hundred with, I, I, I literally thought to myself, "It's this ball, or it's never going to happen." And I, I just, I premeditated, and fortunately, Graham swung the ball right in the right spot, and I hit it, and. I've watched it back a few times, but um, but I kind of I hit it, and as soon as I knew it, I hit it. I knew it was it was a hundred, so I kind of I screamed out yes or something like that, and um, and it took a little while for the crowd to kind of because like, it was quite dark to see the ball and what had happened and stuff like that. So um, there's a there's a there's a little moment there I thought was was mine, you know, and um, that's a good moment. And then the the over after. Um, the cameras on me a bit. And I got my head down. I've got some tears there there because it's 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 one of those things. Like I was saying earlier, you just aspire to something for the whole of your life, and you think you, you know you're not going to get there, and then you finally reach that peak. It's 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 an incredible moment. Getting
0: a few shivers down the spine, even as a New Zealander here, <laughs> <laughs> rooting for the way, well, I'm half and half. The well, nicest
1: thing about that too was. Um, because I played quite a bit in England and I think the way I played as well garnered a bit of respect um, and the, the, the applause I got was, was quite incredible really and then I was walking with the security guy towards the, the media conference after, press conference and he just, he said he said, um, can I just say something I just turned, because I was walking with our media manager and he said, so I've done a few games like that, I've never ever heard a crowd Applaud an opposition player like I heard today, and it was it, yeah. That's that's a, a comment that I'll I'll never forget.
0: Mate it's amazing, and, and uh, I don't think many people realise just how nuggety you are because you're actually short sighted and colour blind.
1: Uh, yeah. Is that right? And red headed, so you know, like <laughs> it's not like lot going on for me really. But um, yeah, C- colour It's not too bad in cricket for the most part because you've got the sight screen field inside on with crowds is really really hard um, but I missed a, a horrible ball in at Lords in that series where the ball went above the side screen and it kind of came out of Graham Swan's hand and it went above and I didn't see it and I missed it and it hit me in the box on the full uh, and I was I was given out and I'd actually forced um, Shane Watson to review just earlier just before and he got it wrong and uh, so then I walked up to was Kwaaj and I said, mate, what do you reckon? And I'm still waiting for an answer because he didn't say anything. He just kind of looked away. So I, I didn't redo and then I found out it was going to miss as well. So it was one of the worst. I think Graham it was, it was the worst piece of cricket ever. So, but yeah, that, that was about, uh, Calabonis didn't really get me. The pink ball was, I, I couldn't, I can't see the pink ball, but for the most part it didn't, didn't bother me. Although I wore... I look back now, I found them the other day because I was cleaning out my house and I found that the glasses I wore when I first played for Australia, are horrific. So, shocking fashion. So, I'll, I'll, that that photo sticks with me. There's a photo that sticks with me forever I go. I wish I would had a bit more fashion sense then. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: you look like Millhouse
1: out of the <laughs> <Yes. sisters? laughs> Something like that, horrible photo, yeah. Oh well,
0: can't win them all, can you? You can't win them all. Chris, I'm very respectful of your time and, and I think we should wrap this up very, very quickly. But before we go, what's, this, what's one single piece of advice that you can pass on to our listeners that has been really beneficial in your life? Um, there was a,
1: there's probably, probably two. But one, one thing was, um, if I wasn't in the nets or training, Um, you can guarantee there was someone else who was. So it was just a case of, um, you know, if I'm not finding ways to get better, then I'm going to miss out to someone else because they're going to want it more. So back to that kind of work-heavy, hard work piece and no shortcuts, that that probably stuck with me. And then the other was was about um, what I said before about the, the, the questions, you know, being asked five questions before... I asked one. I think that that's really been an interesting um, lesson I've been able to pass on because it's just so easy to, to be caught up in in that little bubble, you yeah. know. With whatever you do, what, whatever you do in life, you get you get so infatuated with it, don't you? And that that's all you think about, and you and you sacrifice a lot of the other things around, you know, relationships and friendships, which. Are the things that I probably remember the most. Like, I, I can remember those moments, like getting 100. But in the end, I think the legacy you, you want to have is, is um, you know, uh, did I work hard enough? And, and did I treat people well? And, and do I have good friendships? So, they're the, probably the three things I've,
0: I'm trying to help others with. Fantastic. And it's been an absolute treat to have a real life superhero in the form of Buck Rogers. On the Become Your Own Superhero show. (laughs) Chris, I want to thank you for your time today. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O es.com.